the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Oh, yes, it is. And also at jennifer-jackson.org, we have the previous episodes. I want you to go back and listen to Addie Woost. I have Addie here in the studio today, and she is such a treat. We've talked about everything from kidnapping to alcoholism <laughs> to singleness, and we're here again today. Addie, welcome to the Hi, show. Yes, we left them on quite the cliffhanger, didn't we? Yeah, I was like, how did your dad get you back once you were kidnapped? <laughs> so we want to talk about that today. We want to also unpack just the steps of of healing the steps to wholeness and someone that's listening that might have had an alcoholic parent or a child of divorce how, how do you heal from that so we want to look at that and, and we've talked about purity we've talked about modesty we might impact those just a little bit more yeah but uh welcome again to the show i'm so glad to have you today so how you how many days were you kidnapped by your mother so we were hmm, that's a good question i think we were only kidnapped for like maybe a couple days. Okay. Um, but what actually happened is she found out she wasn't getting custody of us kids. Mm-hmm. And she said, at this time, we still like kind of trusted her as kids, but we knew that something bad was happening in yeah. the house, you know? Okay. Um, and she said, I'm going to take you guys out for one last dinner before the court, you know, sets our visit hours and regulation and things like that. And we all got in the car with her and she ended up driving us really far away to a woman's shelter. Mm. And it was there that, you know, the walls around, I don't know if you've ever been to a woman's shelter, but this is, was like a safe haven I have, I have. shelter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the walls were built up really big and there was barbed wire at the top. So like there mm. was no escaping. No. And when we pulled in, I looked down and saw my phone was gone. And that's when I knew something Uh-oh. is happening she took my phone and word obviously not at mcdonald's mm, <laughs> so yeah um she had told the people there that we were victims of assault and um, basically lied to them which was yeah. not true uh she denied being an alcoholic um to them and just spun all these lies so that we could stay there even though we were kidnapped so um we were there for a couple days until she eventually got us to the mentality where she wanted us, which mm. was denouncing oh, wow. God and also not trusting my dad. And mm. it was upon then that she dropped us back off at my dad's house and the police had been involved in searching for us. And obviously she got in a lot of trouble for that. So, uh, wait, did you ever see your mom after that? I did not. I was horrified after I realized what happened Um, because, I mean, I remember when we were dropped back off by the police at my dad's house saying, you know, we're never going to get to see her again because of you. And I I was so mad at him. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, that just goes to show how malleable, you know, children's minds are and uh, how how quick we can be to reject God when um, there's pride involved and fear involved, too. Yeah, fear was really a weapon in this situation. How did you unpack healing in your life you you had a lot to forgive you had mm-hmm. i mean the alcoholism alone is a huge thing divorce yeah what were the steps what what can someone do if yeah. they've grown up in that environment so i can tell you what not to do and that's okay. ignore the situation because 
I wanted nothing more than to just keep growing up, to move away, and just escape the situation. That's how I would define my childhood is just escape, escape, Fantasy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to find a guy with a lot of money. Like, I was after all the wrong things. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, my my late, or yeah, like my early 20s, late teens, that I started to really realize I I have gotten myself in such a deep hole from just running and running. And uh, I think I need God for real to help me out of the situation. So how did he do that? How did God help you out? Yeah, so we kind of talked about this in a previous episode, but there was just one night of complete rock bottom where I had no money, no family, um, I was living with a guy that it just wasn't a good situation. And I said, God, I need you. And it was from there that he, he helped me and the healing journey really began there. It started with facing, I mean, when you run for something from, for years, mm-hmm. facing it is very hard. So it started sure. with just facing the reality of what happened of the situation. Yeah. That I was not whole and that my greatest desire was for family and real love. And I had been looking for it in romantic situations when actually what I was seeking all along was a parent, mm-hmm. a godly mm-hmm. parent. And uh, the healing journey really began as God first helped me love myself yeah. and find my value and worth in myself. And uh, that he sees me as a daughter, a precious daughter that he doesn't want living with a guy that it doesn't treat her right or, um, you know, running from pain of a parent. He wanted me to heal. He wanted me to be whole. Mm -hmm. I see some things in your life that are probably part of that process. Mm -hmm. What about your friends? I see that you have an incredible group. I mean, your, your small group is almost on a verge of revival. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Our small group, I don't know where I would be without them. They're my sisters. They're my future bridesmaids and my wedding. Like they're just amazing. And um, actually one of the greatest nights I had with them, we were in somebody's living room and I told him, I, I said, I want to be baptized mm-hmm. and I want to be born again. And uh, I did that and it was great at the church next door. And it Yay. was, you know, my friends were all singing over me mm-hmm. on the worship team. And it was just such an emotional day. And nobody really knew my story then. They didn't know why I was being baptized or um, what that meant to me. But that's okay. It was a, it was a really big moment for me and God. That's exciting. And uh, it was after that day that they... At our small group meeting that week, they prayed a um, soul tie break mm, yeah. over That's me. important. And Jennifer had mentioned in another episode how when you are intimate with someone before marriage and that breaks and that heartbreak, that experience, it causes actual like physical damage mm-hmm. to your body. It's like ripping duct tape off your brain is. is what you said. <laughs> That's right. But it wasn't until that moment that I realized the damage it does to your soul sure, and to your spirit and to your connection with God. And after they all laid hands on me and they just spoke mm. over me, you know, for a while, breaking that soul tie connection I had to my ex and just praying God's blessing and revival in my life. You know, it was after that moment between mm. being baptized and that experience, wow. my, my spirit and my, my life just exploded. Did you feel different? Absolutely. I felt so different. I started and it's still to this day. I'm like, I am completely different than the person I was. Things I cared about before. And again, these aren't bad for everyone. They were just bad for me because I had led this life of like vanity and seeking approval Mm -hmm. of others. Things I cared about before, like going and getting my nails done. Look at them right now. (laughs) They're rough. (laughs) Going and getting my nails done every week. Um, You know, my hair was bleach blonde before. I'm brunette now. Just everything in my life was like total 180. 
And these things I cared about before just didn't matter It fades away. It fades away. And uh, I'll tell you, too, it was exhausting. Like, sure. It is so exhausting seeking the approval of others or putting on an outfit because you're hoping to find your future husband and, you know, you want you want your curves to all look good and you want your face to look good. But Mm. it's like that's just that's not how I want to attract somebody into my life anymore. It's just I'm so different and I'm so grateful. Oh, I love it. So the Christian friends, what what role has the Bible played in your healing journey from where you came as a child? To yeah. So I was very, I was a justifier, like through and through. I, before knowing the Bible, I would, I, I knew enough to kind of defend what, how I wanted to interpret <laughs> it. But I always said, it's too hard for me to understand or it's boring, you know, so I always avoided it. And it was when my Bible study group actually read Case for Christ because oh. I'm a pretty like logical mm-hmm. thinker and I want I want to know scientific, historical, you know, I want to know. Give me proof. Yes. Yeah, and sure. it's sad because who are we to demand proof mm. from God, you know, but it's there. It's so gratefully, graciously, it's there. Uh, we read Case for Christ and it was then that I was like, this is real. Yeah. Every single thing and thought that I've ever had to disprove the Bible is in this book to prove it's true. And I believe it. That's awesome. And it was from that day on that I just started picking it up every day um, and saying, God, like, I don't really know how to even approach this, but just kind of, I was doing like Bible roulette, you know, Mm -hmm. which I don't recommend Mm -hmm. either. Like try something a little more guided, but I'll just flip somewhere and be like, what do you have for me today? God, you know, (laughs) but it really was just from that willingness initially that he, he helped give me, you know, spiritual wisdom and guidance to understand the word. I remember being at the ocean and reading Job and it, there's a verse that says he tells the ocean where to stop. Yeah. And I thought, wow, God, you give the ocean its boundaries. And isn't yeah. that true? You can look down the ocean and just see it. It just stops for miles on end and only God and that we think we can tell him what to do. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible should tell us what to do, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, but it's a flip, isn't it? Our culture mm-hmm. says we should tell him what to do. Yeah, but it's his word. What about worship? You're a worship leader. You're yes. an artist. Yeah. In every stretch of the word. It's incredible. Your artistry and your creativity. But how has worship changed your life? I always thought worship was kind of weird <laughs> when I first <laughs> came to church. I have a Catholic background. Um, and so I, I remember rolling into the church next door. My arms were folded and I saw all these people with their hands in the air. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not there yet. You know, you just surrender those hands. <laughs> yeah. But God kept me coming back. And now if you see me on stage uh, on Sundays, I'm dancing around. I'm waving oh. my arms. I'm kneeling. I'm shouting. And Um, It's just amazing the work God can do in your heart when you lower your pride and you lower your ego and you just accept the humility and humbleness that comes with understanding his word Mm -hmm. and just uh, allowing yourself to know and believe it's the truth. Yes, yes. You know, I love worship because it's almost a prayer that comes from the heart. It it comes from this humility and it's not about what I want. Yes. It's like, God, this is who you are. I'm praising you. I'm Mm -hmm. serving you. I'm honoring you. And in that prayer of worship, we're not asking for anything. We're just sharing with him our heart and our love. Mm -hmm. Oh, Addie Woos, thank you so much for joining us today. You have given us a wealth of help. It's a wonderful thing. There's hope, there's future, there's life uh, beyond divorce, beyond being kidnapped, beyond (laughs) an alcoholic mother god has been so good and faithful and he loves you and he loves everyone that is listening today god has a plan for your life just surrender to him give him your heart give him your mind and your soul today he's worth it you have been listening to simply for women i'm jennifer jackson go to jennifer-jackson.org 
download a prayer, send me an email. I want to hear from you. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcast, or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.